Auto Line This Week is underwritten in part by... In this epic battle of fuel efficiency and endurance, we're here to see which hybrid has the best MPG. That's the essence of a hybrid soul. But is there more to it? The Hybrid Game MPG Challenge. And now, here is your host, John McElroy. I want to thank you all for joining us on AutoLine this week, where the topic today is all about leasing. Should you lease or should you buy? And what's going on with this leasing thing in the automotive industry? I've got three experts in to talk about it today, including Sam Slaughter, the owner of Sellers Buick GMC with three stores in the Detroit metro area. Jeff Robinson, the Vice President of Marketing for Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, and Scott Hall, the Executive Vice President of a company called Swapalese. I want to thank you all here for joining us on AutoLine this week. Thanks for having Glad us. Glad to be here. Thank you. Sam, let me start with you. You're down in the trenches. You've got these stores. What's going on with leasing? Are more people getting interested in it or not? Or you tell me. Well, I think more people are definitely getting getting interested in leasing. It's it's sort of the get your cake and eat it too. You get to drive a new car. You're always under warranty. You know exactly what your expenses are going to be. And so, you know, leasing used to be sort of a rich person's game. And now it really uh, works well for people who are on a budget as well. But it's not a gift to the consumer. It's not a cheaper way of buying cars, right? It's a, it's a different way of getting a car. It's definitely a different way. Uh, you know, if you're going to buy a car and drive it for 10 years, that's probably cheaper than leasing a car every three years. But it is a more level way. Uh, you know, what, what happens when you have a six or seven year old car is you have these oopses that, that happen where if you're leasing a car and your payment is X dollars a month, that's your payment until you turn it back in. And, you know, Sam, if I could jump in on that, I support exactly what you're saying as well. We've certainly seen that the growth in the luxury uh, car segment on the leasing side, we've seen you know, consistent growth and it's become a very important part of, of what we do and how we market. And uh, to Sam's point, you know, you can have your, your cake and eat it here. Um, we can reflect directly into the leasing payment, the value that we see in the resale value of the vehicle. So it creates the affordability and accessibility for many of the customers. I think that's why it continues to be so popular and uh, is seen as well with the very good interest rates that we have in the market at the moment that we can aggressively market to, across a, a range of products. Jeff, what percentage of Mercedes-Benz customers lease? I've got to believe, just to Sam's point, luxury buyers are more likely yeah. to be in and out of the market every two to three years or so. I've got to believe it's higher than the average industry. Yeah, ab absolutely. We're in the high 50s, uh, and we've been consistently over the 50% mark. Even when we saw the, the leasing market dip slightly around 2009, for us, we're still over the 50% range. And I think you hit on a really good point. In the luxury car market, for us, one of the things that we're really wanting to present to customers is flexibility with all the new models that we have coming out. And leasing serves that perfectly well. Um, you know, we see, if we look at the average term that we have on a lease, a three-year lease, we only see 50% of those leases actually run in their course because customers choose to come out and uh, have take uh, advantage of the, the flexible options that we have. Okay, that's a perfect segue to get into Scott Hall with this company, Swap-A-Lease. 
which I'm fascinated by. You can swap leases? Explain what this is about. Yes, what we've done is we've created a marketplace where one can come to get out of their lease and one can come to get into a short-term lease as well. Obviously, we need both sides of the equation for our marketplace to, to work, uh, work well. Uh, I would like to uh, add on to what these gentlemen have said. Uh, not only does leasing provide a great deal of flexibility uh, for your automotive consumer, but something that we've really noticed recently from some of the surveys that we've done at SwapLease.com and, and really getting good feedback from our users is the technology involved in cars is really pushing people to want to get out of those leases sooner and get into the new vehicle. Uh, I like to use the example, if you go back two or three years and use some of the navigation systems that have been out there, it's almost like playing Pong way back when, where if you get into a, a brand new vehicle, a 2014 model in many cases, uh, you move all the way up to Xbox all of a sudden. And uh, that's just one example of the technology benefits and one of the, the drivers of why people like to have that flexibility in leasing. So walk me through that a little bit. I, I've got a lease and I think, oh, I can't afford these car payments. Or... Boy, I, I can easily afford these car payments. In fact, I just got a raise. I can step into something nicer. Is, is that what's going on? People are coming in and swapping for a different car? Well, actually, you just hit on both sides. Uh, we actually have two major buckets where our clients come from. One is uh, due to financial reasons. The other is due to lifestyle changes. So typically in the financial bucket, uh, you have people that may not necessarily have lost their job, but maybe they've been downsized. Maybe they've taken some sort of a pay cut. On the other side of the equation, the lifestyle changes, I like to use the example of a, a, a young couple driving a Corvette convertible and they learn that they have a baby on the way. That car is just not going to work anymore. So that gives them a great example to get out of that car early, not spend a lot of extra money uh, and pain of getting out of that lease and permit them to get into something new and different that better suits their needs. Sam, though, you, you said you're seeing more buyers in the middle or lower, not luxury buyers, coming in and being more interested in leasing. What, what's driving that thought? Well, I think it's a budget thing. Uh, you know, uh, when people get into financial trouble, uh, they, they get to a point where they really need to know exactly what their expenses are. And when you have a $900 repair bill on an eight-year-old car with 90,000 miles on it, that's an oops that's just too tough for some families to swallow. So uh, they sort of look at their at their car expense and say, well, if I can get into the right car at you know, 230 a month, and I know that's gonna be my payment going forward, that just helps people budget and and kind of takes the surprise out of car ownership. Do you see people coming in, uh, as uh, Scott mentioned, on uh, they want the latest technology, so they want to step into a new lease? No question about it. The, the technology piece is a huge uh, driver on, on people switching vehicles. Uh, you know, they might go rent a car and come back and say, hey, my car had this GPS thing on it that was really good, and, and they want it. And uh, it's, it's funny just, you know, being in the business for as long as I have, you know, I, so I drive a new car most of the time. But I'll get into a three- or four-year-old car just to see what's on the used car lot, and I'm like, oh, I can't sync my Bluetooth phone. It's like, the, the, it's like going to play Pong. It's just, yeah. it's not right. <laughs> so definitely a driver. Mm -hmm. Jeff, you mentioned that uh, half your leases do not even go to the end of the lease. People yeah. come in and get a new one. Shouldn't you be writing up shorter leases for these people? Why do they go with the longer one? Well, I think one of, one of the benefits is the fact that we've got new models coming out all of the time. For us, creating positive touch points with customers, which we do, and a lease enables because we know that customers are going to bring the, the vehicles back and we know when the vehicles are going to come back. We've got the opportunity to you know, share what the latest technology is, what the new model upgrades are. So it gives us the, the chance to pre-market to customers and uh, everybody likes to have the, the chance to have the, the latest, greatest uh, technology. So that's one of the reasons 
reasons why they, they don't run the, the full term. People choose, and I think it goes back to flexibility. We like to give customers the choice, and if they choose to come out early, that's great, and we have another lease for them. If they want to remain the, the term or even go longer, we, we can do that. So that's why I think leasing provides so many of the, the different flexible options that now for, for customers, it, it just gives a, a greater range of choice. I've got to believe that automakers and dealers love leases because you know when it's going to end yeah. and you know the, the customer's yeah. got to come back to your store. You know, it really goes to the customer experience piece that we all are working very hard on, uh, no matter what the manufacturer. Uh, but, you know, when you have a great relationship with a customer and you've been selling cars to a family for generations, uh, having them in leases gives you a certain amount of, I wouldn't say control, but of a knowledge about what's happening in their life. You know, because if you buy a car and finance it for five years, you're not necessarily trading it when you end up at the end of five years. When you have a three-year lease, it's something's happening. Yeah, right. And so we spend a lot of time and effort taking care of the customer and service while they have their lease with free oil changes and, and whatever we do in that arena. But every time they're in, we're showing them the latest technology. We're giving them a loaner of the newest vehicle. And, and it's, a, it's a much more customer-focused way of keeping people in your, in your dealership and in, in, you know, for a manufacturer in the manufacturer fold. I would support that. I mean, our numbers show that from a, a loyalty point of view, we have between a, a 10 to 15 percent increase on loyalty for customers that we have in a lease than we have in a retail finance contract. And for all the reasons Sam says, you know, the regular contact, we know the, the vehicles that are being serviced regularly taken into the dealership. So we have many opportunities to have the dialogue with customers and get the chance to get them into a new vehicle and provide also, you know, just a great customer experience, which I think shows in the loyalty numbers. Scott, I've got to believe Swapalese is kind of a disruptive service in that regard, right? Because well, people well, actually, I, I would uh, I would mirror what you're saying. Is what we find was when somebody wants out of a particular make lease, that they often want to go back into that uh, lease, possibly a different model. But it, it's very common to have that uh, that loyalty to that particular make. But does the the dealership lose contact with that? customer if they're swapping for a lease that takes them to another dealership? Well, in some instances, that is the case. Uh, but the way we like to look at it is not only do they have a customer they can market to that just successfully exit a lease that may very well need a vehicle, but they also have a new customer that's in that stream as well uh, that they can market to not only at that point from a service standpoint, from a part standpoint, but do the short-term nature of taking over a lease, will actually need a new vehicle before too long. Well, and Jeff makes it sound easy to just take these people out of leases, but you have to worry about what the trade-in value is and how much money they might owe for over mileage. And mm -hmm. if they're, you know, one of the big reasons for changing a lease is if you contract for 15,000 miles a year, you get a job across town and now you're driving 20,000 miles a year, you know, you run out of miles. And so uh, we oftentimes will, if we can't make that happen for a customer, we'll recommend that they go to swap a lease because that there's, they can do a one-sided transaction. So if they're looking at a new Buick on my, on my lot and they want to get rid of the Buick they're driving and for whatever reason the numbers don't work, oftentimes there's a customer out there looking for you know two-month lease and, and we'll pick up that lease and, and then I can sell them a new car. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of the things I, I would add to it is I think what leasing provides is just the opportunity for lots of dialogue with, with customers. Right. Um, you know, if family situations change, mileage changes, then as a leasing provider, you've got to be able to, to accommodate that flexibility. So whether it means, you know, buying more miles for, for somebody, whether it means changing the lease, uh, closing out the lease, looking at uh, bringing forward 
the end of the lease, all of those things, or even extending it. I think when you get into that into the leasing business, whilst you have all of the flexibility up front and the benefits for, for customers, you need to be able to make sure that you can deliver the service back end um, to ensure that that really is a, a great you know, customer experience. Uh, analogy I would like to use is I, I'm kind of seeing leasing moving towards the idea of having a cell phone plan. And at first that may sound a little bit ridiculous, but what I mean by that, I think more and more consumers, and I think this is proven by what Sam has said, by leasing becoming more prevalent in the lower and medium makes as opposed to just the luxury makes. But people are becoming accustomed to having that monthly expense. They want to have the latest and greatest technology is, is what we've hit on before. They want that flexibility in case their job changes from where they are so they can get into a different lease perhaps if they need more miles and what have you. And the younger generation uh, in general uh, and, and as a, a society as a whole are actually driving less mileage, which is uh, kind of taking off one of the reasons that people have used for not leasing in the past. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fuel prices and what have you. I mean, there's many factors involved. But uh, I envision a time where, and not too far off in the future, frankly, where leasing is similar to, a, again, a cell phone plan that I can make the adjustments that I need. In three years, I know I'm going to go get the nicer option. And uh, I think that's a great analogy for the car business at this point. Describe for me the typical swap -a lease customer, or is there a typical swap -a lease customer? Well, I'll tell you what. The, we, we see people from, uh, from all over the place. We do have a nationwide footprint at swap -a lease uh, again, we really have those two large buckets of people that need out for financial reasons and people that just uh, have some sort of a lifestyle change. And within those buckets, there's all sorts of different examples of what people are doing. Uh, we're based in Cincinnati, Ohio, in uh, the home of Procter & Gamble, and it's not uncommon for us to get a call from a Procter & Gamble executive who needs to get out of their lease, whatever type of lease it may be, because they're being transferred overseas to run a new division. And in that case, uh, when, the, when that manufacturer uh, lets them out of that lease easily, uh, and we're able to find them a client to take that lease over. Uh, when they come back, they've really got a good feeling, hey, uh, I'm going to show some loyalty because they took care of me in the past. Jeff, we've been talking all about passenger cars here, but Mercedes-Benz, of course, has Freightliner trucks and sure. Thomas built bus. Yes. And uh, are, are you involved in that? And is leasing a part of that business? Uh, leasing, first of all, yeah, I have been involved in that. I've been in the group for the last 23 years, and some of that's been on the, uh, the truck side. Uh, it's very much part of uh, the overall business. It's a slightly different uh, concept, though, for the major over-the-road freight companies. They're not so much looking for you know, a closed-end lease, a walkaway lease. They like to have a lot, a lot more control over how they dispose of their trucks, how they, how they run them. So it's a slightly different uh, business model. But nevertheless, some of the basic principles are, are the same in that you need to understand really what you know, customers are wanting, provide the flexibility in, in what we do offer, but the more finance-related leases other th rather than the walkaway uh, lease that we see on, on the car side. Nevertheless, very important for us, uh, helps ensure that we support all of the, the different brands that we have, and certainly the demand has remained consistent uh, over the last few years as well. And uh, one, uh, well, I was just going to say, it's, it's sort of interesting, you ask about the, the, the big trucks, and we sell medium-duty trucks, so most of the box trucks you see driving around are also leased, and that's really the origin of leasing. The origin of leasing was never a passenger car for you and me to drive. It was on the commercial side. It was the commercial side because they didn't want it on their balance sheet and they wanted this flexibility. And so we really, in the probably late 70s, the car companies started picking up on this idea of, you know, let's, let's see if the consumer could do this. And at first the, the consumer was saying, heck no, why would we do that? 
Um, and so it's just interesting that that really is the origin of the, the whole concept of leasing. Is this still a learning process for the, the consumer out there? To your point, leasing's been around a long time. It was highly controversial when it hit the oh, retail side of the passenger right. car segment. Right. Now, Jeff, you're saying 50% of your customers are, is it still something the, cust- the, the, the car buying public is not quite familiar with yet? I think you still get that basic question, don't you, from uh, consumers, whether is it better for me to, to lease or to own? And uh, it's a very personal uh, you know, decision. And I think really the only thing to do is lay out the, the benefits, the pros and, and cons for, for both and let people evaluate. So I think, yeah, there's still this, you know, education and training needs to, to be a constant part of how we present products to consumers. But I think there's a higher degree of confidence now that if I rewind back a number of, of years, I think there's a higher degree of confidence in leasing as a product and the flexibility that leasing can provide. As people now are into their second or, or third lease, I think by, by and large they've had a good experience. We can see from the loyalty and retention figures they must feel generally uh, comfortable with the product. I, I think, Scott, to your point on the cell phone contract, it is a little bit of a generational thing. Uh, younger people, you know, older people tend to have this, well, you know, you can't buy it until you can afford it, and we, you know, even financing a car is a little rough for them. Lease a car, forget it. it you know, you never would. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these kids who have grown up with cell phone contracts and, yeah. you know, disposable iPads and, and some of these things, to them, it's much more a commodity than, than buying the old family sedan and driving it for a long time. I mean, I think that's a, a key point. I mean, they're very aware now, looking at the generations coming through buying vehicles, they're very aware of not just what's available now, but what's coming down the line. So I think one of the drivers, one of the things we certainly think about when we're marketing is thinking about how can we give them the assurance that they're not locked in for a period of time that takes them beyond where they want to be and they have the chance to get the, the latest technology, which is increasingly part of their decisioning. Speaking of the latest technology, there's some question marks associated with some of it. Electric cars, for example, haven't really caught the world by fire uh, because I think a lot of consumers are wary about what the, the battery technology might be from a longevity standpoint. I got to believe leasing is perfect for these new technologies because after two or three years, you can just walk away from it, even if it doesn't work that well. No question. I think you hit on a great point. I'll give you um, just some feedback from the marketing that we have in Germany and also recently in the U.S. I mean, part of the Mercedes-Benz and uh, Daimler group, we have Smart as well. And within Smart, we've uh, launched a product which is a leasing product. It's a Battery Assurance Plus, and we will uh, lease the, the chassis, but then we'll provide a rental uh, agreement on the battery itself because for exactly what uh, the point that you make John which is you know consumers thinking about you know how long is this battery going to going to last am I going to have any problems in it they want that peace of mind and certainty and so having the the, the leasing and uh, an assurance contract on the battery provides that for them they have no concern about when they sell the vehicle or if they have any problems with it, the battery we just completely replace it I've got to believe too that uh all this leasing, Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, got to be a nice profit center for the company as well. Well, I think for us, we always play the long game. Uh, you know, our approach is as a captive finance company. You know, we want to take care of customers and have repeated loyalty. So for us, that's the, the primary driver. Um, you know, f- 
of course, we're trying to ensure that customers get a, a, a good experience. And along the way, we, we are a profit-making organization, that, that's clear. Um, we wouldn't do it to the extent that we did it if it, uh, if it was a, a loss-making uh, situation for us. But you have to play the long game. There are, there are dips and cycles within both the car market and the truck market where you're going to take a residual value loss. You're forecasting out the value of the vehicle you know, four or five years down, down the line. And you can't be um, too reactive. You've got to see this. This is one of our standard product portfolios that we have to offer. Uh, and so with that in mind, we, we play the long game on it. You said something earlier, John. It's not really uh, leasing isn't a gift to the consumer. It's it's still the the car still costs thirty thousand dollars or whatever wherever it might be. It's really not a gift to the dealer or the manufacturer either. It's simply a different way to go to market and and give that customer the flexibility they want. And part of the job that we do is like we set out the comparison. Okay, here's the exact same car. Here's the lease payment. Here's the purchase payment. Here's what it might be worth when you come back. And it, it really it really it, it gets down to the consumer need and comfort level. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with what Sam's saying on that is all leasing is at the end of the day is an alternative form of financing a vehicle. Right. It's, it's nothing more than that. Uh, and of course, in my opinion, I'm somewhat biased. Uh, it does offer a lot more flexibility. And of course, the ability to transfer a lease uh, all, even offers greater f flexibility above and beyond your typical leasing. Now, well, does Swap Lease have its own captive finance, or are you able to just get away with swapping paper between different well, buyers? What we do is we're, we're essentially a matchmaker at the end of the day. You can almost think of us as a dating service for leases. As, uh, <laughs> something, it's almost dating like. services. <laughs> <laughs> I like this business. I like to bring my, uh, my analogies in from outside the industry. But, uh, <laughs> but that being said, uh, one thing that's very important to Swap Lease is we want to make sure that the customer wanting out and the customer wanting in follow the rules, guidelines, and procedures of each of the leasing companies to a T and make sure that they transfer that lease correctly and that way nobody puts themselves in harm's way. We talked earlier about still a lot of consumers out there who haven't learned a whole lot about leasing. I got to imagine with Swapolis, which is even newer still to the game, there's even more education. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. One of the biggest things we have, and we've been at this nearly 13 years at this point, and when I say I do lease transferring, they're like, you know, get kind of a double check, and what, what does that mean? And, and really, it's been around essentially as long as leasing, just most people aren't aware of this clause in their lease contract that generally will permit them to transfer that lease to somebody else. So, yeah, not only are we still educating about uh, people about leases, which I agree with these guys, it's less and less as we move forward, but uh, the lease transfer pieces, there's definitely an education piece there. Without leasing, too, you can really be stranded, can't you? I, I'm thinking back, uh, Scott, uh, just, uh, Sam, uh, just a few uh, years ago when uh, General Motors lost GMAC and just coming out of bankruptcy, it was not able to do any leasing, and that really seemed to hurt the company. Oh, it definitely did. Uh, you know, leasing, make no mistake about it, it's, it's a very important piece of the whole retail spectrum of financing that we offer, and when you took that one away, uh, it really it really hurt. Now, how, do, how much did that hurt versus the whole economy and where it was? I don't know, because we weren't selling many either, but it uh, definitely did hurt. I'd say that Buick in particular has done an outstanding job getting into the leasing business uh, post-recession. Yeah. Uh, the last numbers I saw, it was 36, 37% lease penetration. And, and for a, a middle-line maker, a near-luxury maker, that's outstanding, and it's going to really pay dividends for them in the next couple of years. How, how's that stand up against the other General Motors brands, GMC, Cadillac, Chevrolet? Uh, Buick, I don't know technically the numbers. I, I would guess Cadillac is probably up there, uh, but Buick has definitely made a big increase. I think we're at 14% three years 
years ago, and now we're at 36 percent across the nation. Now that that you know, there are a lot of lease markets, and there's some markets where you can't lease anything. So to change that globally in, uh, or nationally by that amount is, is significant. Really, it was the it was the luxury piece that Buick decided that we really needed to go after because. Uh, the, the luxury brands are much higher as a percentage of leasing than the traditional uh, non-luxury brands. And Buick is really making this, this play to be the luxury alternative. And uh, Is so it just that as Buick moves upscale or are you just coming off a, a very low base of the no, 14%? No, no, no. It was, it was a, an initiative. It's, it's called the Experience Buick Lease. Uh, it was a, it's a specific two-year lease, it includes OnStar and XM Radio, and it was designed really to be like a two-year test drive. You know, come try this Buick. And I'm telling you, people are just eating it up. It's, How it's, interesting. It's, it's so you're phenomenal. packaging not just the lease, but other things like OnStar along right. with it. And we, we threw in a com, uh, courtesy transportation. So when you bring your Buick in for an oil change, you get a car to drive uh, and you get a Buick. You don't get a, you know, some rental car. Uh, so it's really all sort of this customer experience piece that, that Buick really went after. And if we're going to compete as a, as a luxury brand, then we need to have the leasing component to, to go with it. Do you have to pretty up your leases to get people to yeah, take well, it them? It sounds like it. We've got to be on our toes, haven't we, always for the, for the competition. Um, but I'd support what you know, Sam's saying about the, the luxury car market when we look at our direct competitors. And uh, Sam, obviously, we see the, the Buick there as, as well. But um, when we look at you know, BMW and Audi and Lexus, for all of them, you know, their representation in the leasing se- uh, sector is high, you know, around the 50%, 50% plus. So I think it's, it's definitely important in that market. It is. Yeah. I, think, I think Buick really, well, GM in general, I think, really did their homework on this because in the past, these luxury makers that you just mentioned have uh, added additional things in, such as the maintenance, for even more peace of mind than just having that warranty on that car. And I think Buick really did their homework and put together that two-year lease that you were noting, Sam. And I know that the buyers on swap lease, the general feed, the feedback we get when they realize, hey, XM's included, uh, OnStar's included, maintenance is included. That just takes all the, the negatives out of taking over a lease. I, I might go shopping after the show the way you're talking. I, I love all this. Real, real quick, because we're down to the very end here. Who else besides Buick do you think is doing a great job in leasing? Well, uh, I'm not trying to paint her, but Mercedes-Benz <laughs> is doing an excellent job. Thanks, uh, Scott. Thank really, uh, uh, BMW does a great job as well. Uh, I, I want to hand it to GM. Uh, I think they've really, you know, they've done remarkable things since uh, the restructuring. Um, and with leasing moving the direction it is, I believe that there'll be a lot of other manufacturers that'll be right there along with everybody else in the very near future. We're going to have to wrap it up. Fascinating discussion. We really want to thank all of you for coming in. Sam Slaughter, Jeff Robinson, Scott Hall. A very interesting conversation. I've learned a lot here today. I hope you've learned a lot as well. And thanks so much for tuning in to AutoLine this week. Auto Line This Week is underwritten in part by Battle of fuel efficiency and endurance. 
We're here to see which hybrid has the best MPG. That's the essence of a hybrid soul. But is there more to it? The hybrid game MPG Challenge. 